everybody, quick bonus episode here as I sit at home in a biblical snowstorm here in the Pacific Northwest, inspired by the ultramarathon racing that occurred this weekend after watching Aravipa's amazing coverage of the Black Canyon 100K yesterday. I called up the men's champion, my friend, Tyler Green, the pride of Portland, Oregon, to hear about the lead up to the race, the race itself, and how he is looking ahead now towards Western States, since he has officially secured a coveted golden ticket into the most important ultra in North America. Tyler is the first two-time guest of the show. If you missed our first conversation, go back and listen to episode 21. Uh, We recorded that just after we'd both gone after the Wonderland Trail FKT around Mount Rainier this past August. Uh, That episode will give you a lot more information uh, in terms of Tyler's background and insight into who he is, uh, where this episode is just a simple recap of his phenomenal victory over the weekend. Uh, I'm also going to be recording with the women's champion, Brittany Peterson, this week, so look for that episode very soon. Anyway, I hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you're as inspired as I am. Some racing is back. Hallelujah. Please enjoy this conversation with the 2021 Black Canyon 100K champ, Mr. Tyler Green. I'm so proud of you, man. I'm so Thanks, proud man. of you. What an awesome race. Let's just dive right in so that we can yeah. maximize our time here, huh? Yeah, sounds good. Dude, I mean, amazing, amazing result. Uh, you made Portland very proud. You left at a perfect time. You, you should see it outside here in uh, Portland. Well, there's there's snow we, everywhere. We were wondering if we, we left on Friday morning. So we were even wondering if we were going to get out because we had freezing rain where we are in Portland. Oh, there's like right. a dividing line between Portland and the freezing rain is something you don't want to drive in, I think. But right, yeah. um, it turned out okay. We just, we, gave ourselves extra time to get to the airport, make sure that we were able to get there. But it was like that morning, I was like, well, let's just start driving. And if we can't get out, then we'll turn around and we'll just call it do do something else. Well, thank goodness they let your plane out too, because it does seem pretty treacherous out there. I mean, you could barely walk down the street in our neighborhood that's so like freaking snowy and icy. So yeah, well, thank goodness. We'll see about getting back too. And, and you got to spend all day in the sunshine, getting a nice tan and, uh, and running. We, we stayed up, we stayed up in Prescott last night and there was a full on blizzard that happened as well, which was like, <laughs> really? what's going on right wow. in Arizona? Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, I guess let's start with, uh, you know, just a congratulations and how, how's the body and mind feeling today after such an awesome effort? Feeling pretty good. Um, yeah, I actually went up on to a little part of the trail uh, just this morning. Rachel's running right now. Yeah, um, went out to a little part of the trail and um, just went for a walk, probably a mile or so. And you know, you get the body moving again, and the creakiness starts to starts to dissipate. So feeling not 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 too bad now. Mind, um, man, I did not sleep last night. You know, you're just like kind of yeah. hot like a furnace just yeah. from burning so hot all day. Um, got some reading in though, in the middle of the night, <laughs> uh, yeah, mine is good. Just excited to 
excited to think about what's next, I guess. Jeez. Hell yes. Well, well, we'll get to what's next, but when was the last time you had raced? This had, had been, you know, it seems like the first real competition that you'd had in quite some time. Obviously this past yeah. summer, you set some awesome FKTs here in our neighborhood, including the Lewitt trail and the Wonderland trail. When was the last time you'd actually laced them up for a race experience? I actually, we, I raced at the, um, old Cascadia 50 mile, like first week of October and mm. popped my ankle, um, horrible conditions. I dropped out, um, first, first DNF sadly. Um, so that was technically a race. It was more just like going to be a way to get a long run in and kind uh, of just get a race in for the year. Um, but prior to that is actually Havelina, not too far from here. Yeah. So it's kind of funny to think like, that that was the last race. That was a long time ago. That was like October of 19 or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Wow. Awesome, man. Well, um, it's, I'm one of the things I'm curious about is just like the sort of racing rust that we experience, you know, when we try and race at a high level and it's sort of thinking about the season coming up here and, you know, my lead up into hard rock wondering like, okay, well, where are there going to be opportunities to sort of test myself? Did you feel like you had any ring rust as they call it? Or, um, were you sort of, uh, feeling more fresh and energized and looking forward to the experience. I wondered about that just going in wondering if there was just this pent up racing aggression that everybody was going to just go out so hard. <laughs> yeah. Um and and I just and then I was and then I think as people started to I, I mean I found myself in 15th like eight halfway through and kind of curious like oh I don't know that I'm gonna am I gonna maybe top five that'd be great. Um, but so th those are the things that I'm thinking. And with that comes this question of like, do I know how to race anymore? I think that was like at the right. start line, you got all these people saying like, well, we'll see if we can race anymore. Like what, what that feels like. Um, yeah. but I, d I also went in with a lot of confidence, just like been working with a new coach, uh, Matt lay, which has been awesome. Um, new, like strength training, implemented into training as well. And that's been awesome as well. So there's some, there's some pieces there that I, and, and the mental, the mental piece as well, which we've talked about quite a bit, yeah. just like working on mindfulness and stuff. So having those pieces in place that I don't think were ever in place prior, um, had me feeling like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to go and run my race. And I, I knew that I could, I, I knew that I should run the entire thing. Like you got to yeah. run this entire course right. and, um, and that that would put me in a decent position and just like doing some research and knowing that this on paper, this course, like doesn't look like it would be that hard, but it just, it really chews people up. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about that, but before we move on from your training and, and Dr. Matt Lay, who's a mutual friend of ours, shout out to Maddie Lay. Uh, it's awesome that you guys are working together and it seems to be a perfect fit for you. Talk more specifically about what you guys were focused on in your training. Uh, since, you know, you and I spoke last on the podcast, you know, after the Wonderland trail, of course, it's like a difficult time, you know, where there's not a lot to train for. It's hard to stay super motivated. What specifically were you guys working on through the fall and winter months that you think set you up for success yesterday? Huh. Um, I mean, I think the, the main thing is just the consistency. I think the, the shift that I've had is, is a little bit more quality workouts, uh, or more con maybe like two, oftentimes two a week quality, quality workouts, 
Um, I would probably like spend a lot of time if I were coaching myself doing a lot more like hard three, four minute sessions and stuff like that, like VO2 max sort of stuff. And I was like, I don't even like doing those, but I'll do them. <laughs> and he gave me some, of course, but not a whole yeah. lot. And I think that that was just like, I was like, but I love tempo. Yeah, I just yeah. love tempo. Dude, we're and, the same and, person. We're the same person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I liked watching your video too of the VO2 yeah, yeah. Max. I'm Dude, like, oh, I, I don't was, even want to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I was ripping some turbo uh, three minute sessions on the trainer this morning, just inspired nice. by your effort and feeling like yeah. I had to get something in <laughs> when the streets, you know, are, are inhospitable to running here in the neighborhood. Anyway, so yeah, you're doing a lot of consistent, high quality stuff. Yeah. I mean, because looking at your volume, it's not crazy high, but it is is super consistent, just churning week after week. And you mentioned uh, a little bit about the strength training as well. Is there anything there that you want to expand on that you think really helped? Um, I guess just feeling like an athlete, you know, and like not just a runner, but feeling like an athlete and feeling like I could just carry myself with strength. And Rachel and I just like both of us are, have been kind of doing this training together. Just like, yeah, this is really like, I just feel different, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've kind of like shifted from like heavier, slower lifting, shifted that over to like power where it's like, take a little bit of weight off, but move it a little faster. And then lastly doing some bio work, um, just to kind of, kind of put that final cherry on top. And, you know, thinking about the trail, this, the black Canyon trail, like there's all these washes and stuff like these short little, short little divots. And you get this, you get a lot of momentum going down and then you hit this wall and then you got to go pop back up. And that I think really takes a, a pounding. So I think that whole, like the plyometric work, that type mm -hmm. of, that type of training can, can really help with this course. Hell yeah. So let's talk about the course. You've already mentioned it a couple of times and it seems like on paper. And when you look at the elevation profile, it looks like it's a, you know, a pretty easy course, quote unquote, of course you still have to cover a hundred kilometers. Uh, but as you said, it's sort of sneaky and it, and it chews people up. Um, what, uh, strategies did you employ, uh, yesterday? You know, how did you confront the, the course and the conditions, and, uh, yeah, just generally what, what's the course like and, and how is it so much more difficult than it appears on paper? Yeah. It's rockier than I was expecting. I thought I, I got multiple reports that it was like actually pretty smooth and, and I thought it was, it was pretty darn not, I guess not technical, but just rocky. Yeah. Um, so that I think just, it, it takes a beating on your feet. Um, but it's mostly rollers and. And I just, I think really early on, I just, again, said, I got to run this entire thing. Like there's yeah. no real reason to not run. There's like a 1000 foot climb or so, yeah. uh, ran that entire thing. Um, and that's late, it's just, that's it, late in the race, isn't it? Uh, 30 mile 38. Mile okay. 39. So fairly, yeah, fairly late. Um, and I think that there's something about that perspective of, of just having that mentality of like, you have to run yeah. that it takes the guessing game out of it to say like, Oh, should I be running this part? Should I not be running this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like if you're just committed to running the whole thing, you don't have yeah. a choice. You know? Right. 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 Uh, yeah. And then, and then it was just twisty and turning. And again, like going back to like the strength training and stuff, just feeling mm. like, you know, my, my glutes are engaged. Mm. Like I've got this kind of well of strength to, to draw from, to kind of 
like to withstand the, the ways that the trail like knocks you about. Yeah, no, I think it's such a good point. And your description of feeling like an athlete. And I think for me, looking back at the earliest days of my career, when I was coming from field sports background, I had like that natural athleticism and agility and stuff. And as you just like become a specialized runner, oftentimes you lose touch with that and watching the coverage all day. One of the themes that Jamil was mentioning is that a lot of the trails seem to be kind of built for mountain bikers and they are really twisty and turny and you have these quick little ups and downs. And so even though there's, it's not like a UTMB course or something where you have just these massive 2000, 3000 foot climbs, you know, it's still, the miles don't come easy in in a different way. So yeah, yeah, having, having that athleticism is great. So let's talk about your strategy. You already mentioned, you know, early in the race, you, you were back, you know, in the back half of the top 10 and uh, you know, for me watching it, you know, the whole time I was like, Oh, Tyler's playing this super well, staying away from the testosterone fueled front pack, which was moving pretty quick. Uh, what was your approach there in the early miles? Uh, how did you manage to keep yourself restrained in a competitive atmosphere like that? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was just running within myself. I mean, it, it was pretty easy to run like six forties or so, which like looking back at the second half of the race, like it was pretty hard to run Mm -hmm. eight minute miles at the end. Right. Uh, I was probably still pushing it pretty hard. And like, I mean, a big shout out to Nick Curry, cause like, he probably actually ran the perfectly Perfect paced race, race. Yep. staying so, um, so, so calm early on and, and then, and then really turning it on and finished incredibly strong. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was my, of course, I think it was, it's, it's a balance between like putting yourself in it and also not getting too aggressive. Um, and, uh, what was going to say, yeah. So that was, that was kind of my mentality. Um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's cause you ran a hundred Ks. Well, so yeah, in, the, in the, in the coverage you, you talked about, they played a little interview that you had done earlier in the week, which was awesome. And you said that you were trying to find the happy medium between a couple of race strategies that you had employed yeah. in your career. One was Bandera where you ran and won from the, from the gun at a golden ticket race back in 2019. Uh, something that you felt was totally unnecessary natural, uh, for your, the way that you like to race and the other, uh, where you felt that sometimes you run artificially slow or too slow, too conservative in the early miles and that you were looking to find that happy medium. Did you, did you feel like that was, uh, a success yesterday? Did you find that happy medium? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I honestly felt like where I was running early on, like still felt like a pretty, a pretty good clip and Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have wanted to be running any or any faster than that. I had, I had Hayden's splits from last year, mm-hmm. like written for a few of them. It was just like, I want to make sure that I'm not ahead of these by any means, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. quite a bit behind it is fine with me. Yeah. Um, so that was nice just to have that in mind to know, like to know if I'm running like way too, too yeah. fast. Um, but definitely like had, had doubts about whether I was going to be able to reel anyone in or, or, or whatnot. Yeah. So it's it's kind of around the middle of the race or even slightly beyond that the race kind of started to, uh, to fray a little bit. I mean, the, the leader at that point was Brian Whitfield and Seth ruling was not far behind him. And it seemed that they, 
both ran into some difficulties and both dropped out when they were leading the race at, at 60 K or about 40 mm -hmm. miles. So two thirds into the, into the race, uh, which really kind of put you in the hunt at that point. Um, how, when did you learn about those two guys dropping out and did it, uh, did it give you a little pep in your step or impact your psychology? All that was happening around the black Canyon city out and back. So uh, you could see it all happen. Uh, and which was really nice. I mean, so it was like, I think five mi miles prior to that, maybe seven miles. I had heard that the gap was like maybe 14 minutes up to the front. Wow. And, and I was in eight. And then by the time I was coming into the next aid station, I was in third all of a sudden, like Seth was at the aid station and didn't look like he was going to continue. Um, and then is it Brian Whitmer? Is that right? I think Whitfield. Whitfield. Sorry. Yeah. Um, he was, he went out, he was out with, running with, with Craig Hunt and, and they both looked great. And, and then I like go out on the out and back and, and Ryan's like walking back. Yeah. And I, I was like, weren't you just up there? And <laughs> yeah, I was like, all yeah. of a sudden, so then all of a sudden I'm in third. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well maybe, maybe we got a shot at this. And then, you know, I was cheering on my buddy, Justin as well. And he was shortly yeah. behind and he had a fire in his eyes. And I was like, I like, we ran by each other and I was like, <laughs> stay hungry. <laughs> yes. Oh, what a great thing. What an awesome yeah. thing. So you, you know, are, have that sort of, um, great, uh, I guess, uh, inspiring moment that where you feel like, okay, this is, I'm actually in play here. My strategy is actually working. The guys who are pushing super hard off the front going for those golden tickets are, are starting to hurt a little bit, but you're still, you know, eventually you find yourself in, in second place behind Craig hunt, who took the lead for a while there in the second half of the race. And there was an awesome moment at the, uh, at the 50 mile aid station and the shout out to our Vipa's live coverage. It was just so awesome. Yes. And this, this was like just an awesome moment in the race for all of us who were online watching and Craig comes in and you can tell he's worked, you know, he's puts his hands on his knees. He's drinking a couple of bottles and you come in just like trotting in looking great. And he sort of leaves in a rush and you took your time. So talk about that moment in the race. Cause it seemed like a crux pivotal moment where, you know, you could have rushed through a little bit more quickly, but you took your time anyway, yeah. just pick up there. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, well, it's, you know, the trails are different here where you can like see people from a distance. So I, I saw him and just thought like, well, if I had, if he had 14 minutes on me early on and, and now I'm 20 seconds behind him, I, I feel like I'm, I'm going at a good pace for where yeah. I'm going to roll up on him. Um, so yeah, definitely just, just took my time and made sure that I had my nutrition in place. I wasn't eating at that point. I was kind of done with gels and just going with, with liquid calories and stuff. So yeah. took in some ginger ale, I guess, and, and put that down. And then actually Rachel wasn't planning on pacing me at all. And then she said, Hey, you want me to run a couple of miles with you? She had, she got a pacer bib like five minutes before <laughs> yes. and was like wearing cotton pants and stuff, or cotton yeah, shorts. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds good. And so she started running with me a little bit. And then she's like, I think I'm just going to go with you the whole time. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. She's, <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was great. And she, you know, again, where she's just like, just that encouraging, like, you're looking good, you look strong, stay patient. And yeah, you could just kind of slowly see that gap come, 
come forward and he's yeah. on the trail and said, good job. I mean, that's a legit effort for someone who just is coming off of the, the carbon X right. effort and hung with Jim longer than anyone else. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that guy has, that was a, a really strong effort and, you know, had maybe, maybe without the double, we would have been looking at a different, a different finish. It's scenario. true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. And, uh, I think for us who are watching it, I think it was a great, like kind of learning experience too. not only that moment, but the fact that all three of you guys who finished on the podium just ran these super smart races and it was totally rewarded for you and Eric Sensman and Nick Curry, but also at that aid station specifically when, you know, like I said, you could have rushed out with, with Craig Hunt at that point and, and, you know, sort of rushed through it or sort of tried to put him away at that point, but you took your time, you left maybe a minute after him. And then you just kind of like walked down the trail a little bit with Rachel before you started to, to trot off to put away the last 12 miles and, and take a, a phenomenal victory. So it was awesome, you know, strategic, uh, sort of operation within that aid station that I think a lot of people could, could sort of learn from. Yeah. Um, so, so at what point, like when you, when you caught him was, it wasn't a, a race, you didn't have to make a decisive move or anything. He just stepped off the trail for you. Yeah. I stepped off the trail. And then I think he continued forward for a little while. And at some point decided to turn back. Um, oh, did he really, did he drop yeah, out? He ended, up, oh. he, ended up, he ended up dropping. Oh, I wondered. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it just felt like I, it wasn't, it was funny. Cause like during our, during our training, Rachel and I had this, or during my, one of my final training sessions, we had this time when I, she ran out ahead of me and I had to go and chase her down. And yeah. then I was like, as I got up to her, I was like, I'm going to put the hammer down so yes. hard right now. I'm just like break her, which feels bad. It's just, she's my wife. <laughs> um, and she's like, you got to do what you did to me. Yes. <laughs> so, and didn't necessarily like, I didn't surge or anything like that, but yeah. definitely like, you know, out of sight, out of mind, like just keep that keep that gap growing yeah. quickly, you know? So, so you take the lead and did, did you have any idea what was going on behind you? Like at that point, did you just, uh, focus no, on uh, sentiment? And I ran for a while and he was cramping. We we ran together and I, I was kind of saying like, Hey, you know, you can, we can always rally out of this stuff. So, yeah. um, we ran together for a bit and then I started to distance myself, but didn't realize that he had, he had really rallied on the way back on, on yeah. that um, what last 10 miles or so, yeah. um, which, yeah, that's a big, big shout out to him for, for pulling that together, especially totally. when you're in a bad place at mile 45 or whatever. Yeah. Another great learning experience, right? Cause he left that, that aid station at 50 miles, like eight or nine minutes behind you and finished four or five minutes behind you. So yeah. he really found a second wind and, uh, it was awesome to see again, all three of you guys run smart races, navigate the tough parts and just keep pushing forward. It was awesome. So, so looking ahead, uh, before we kind of like wrap up so that you can go, uh, cheer on Rachel as she runs her own 60 K, um, you're, you're, I have your golden ticket. So congratulations. You're in at the Western States 100. It's going to be your second attempt. Uh, you're also in the field at the canyons 100 K, which is another golden ticket race. So I wondered now that you have the golden ticket how are you thinking about canyons do you think you'll still do it and looking further ahead how are you looking ahead towards western states oh i don't know yet <laughs> yeah uh i don't think 
I don't think I'd go to canyons um, just for the sake of, I mean, I'd like to go down there and, and do some mm-hmm. long runs, maybe like take an extra weekend trip, but I don't know about a hundred K distance um, that close to the race. It's uh, actually, wanna... it's, it's a little earlier now. Like I, oh, I was, I was just looking at the field yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it's like the end of April. So it's, it's two months. I think yeah. at least a couple of years ago, they had it in early or mid May. Yeah. So I guess I'll have to think about it. I mean, yeah. definitely maybe not like maybe use it as use it as a long run yeah. sort of thing. That's low I pressure. hundred K is a long, a long, long run. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> a long training run for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like to, and I just like to mix it up and run different trails. And so that's the other thing is like, Oh, I'm going to be seeing these trails again fairly Mm -hmm. soon. So, um, I don't know yet. We'll think about it. I'll chat with Matt and we'll come up with a plan. Sweet. Well, dude, congratulations. You make Portland so freaking proud. You, you you. snuck out of here right before snowpocalypse and, uh, Thanks for the the inspiration. I took it I took it all out on my bike trainer this morning and uh yeah. look forward to you coming back and uh I'll try and try and whip your ass into shape a little bit before we Yeah, Western let's get States. some runs in and uh <laughs> yeah, looking forward to learning from you and getting some strategy and and soaking up your wisdom. So, thank you. Hell yeah, dude. Well, enjoy this victory, enjoy some recovery and uh go cheer on your wife for us now. All right, bud. All right, bud. Talk to you later. So, Thanks again to Tyler. Can't wait to see what's next for him. And I particularly cannot wait to see him take another crack at Western States where I know he can outperform his 14th place finish from 2019. I also linked to our first podcast conversation in the show notes if you guys want to check that out if you missed it over the summer. Also follow Tyler on Instagram, link to that in the show notes and a link to his amazing Strava file from his Black Canyon victory. Link to that in the show notes too. Hope you guys check it out. Hope you guys enjoyed this little bonus episode. Plan to do a lot more of these going forward. So thanks for being here. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.